0: Welcome to another episode of No Thanks But Yes, Chill Conversations with Splendid People. This podcast features the many faces, voices, and pathways of recovery from problematic relationships with substances and behaviors. We're just going to do that thing. (laughs) How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Donald. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. Just fine. Thanks for asking. Hey, thank you for saying yes uh, to no thanks but yes. I uh, ran out to the store, do a little grocery shopping and and listen to NPR on the way home and caught that snap judgment episode of Insidious where you, uh, you know, came came to terms with uh, your relationship with gambling and I sat in the driveway until it was over. It was one of those and uh i said man i gotta get this dude on my show because I-, I felt it
1: yeah yeah no i appreciate you for listening yeah that was a real story yeah
0: oh and and i felt i felt dumb like i jumped right on and said hey man i, I just caught this show and uh and would you would you do this with me you're like sure and then i, I went up and, and looked up the video and it's like that was that was t- over ten years ago,
1: yeah, <laughs> it was a long time ago yeah yep yeah yep. i am think of that sometimes too, because uh you know uh when people hear that it sometimes they think it's right away, and then then they'll say that it's an older episode, but it's something that's old, but it's still very relevant. I mean the story is relevant to to now, and the story is about when I when I, uh, I lost a lot of money, I had a gambling addiction, and I worked at a bank, which kind of <laughs> is an <laughs> interesting you know, mix right there. So gambling, and I worked at a bank, and it was a grocery store bank, and I ended up just, just a silly decision, thought I could take the money from the bank make a little bit of money and put it right back into the vault and it didn't end up going back into the vault and I lost (laughs) all the money and uh, just the worst, the worst feeling in the world and just thought my life was over right at that point. And, uh, kind of coming back from that. So that's what the story, but the story was about that moment, you know, so I kind of kept it relegated to that moment and let the, let the listener, you know, think about what the moments might be after that, but I just wanted to kind of touch on the moment of, of, you know, I'm not a real big rock bottom believer, but I believe you do hit, hit some rock bottoms, you know, you have, might have multiples and that was definitely one of my, one of my experiences. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not down with the rock bottom concept either as a person in recovery myself. Um, but, uh, No, it it worked as an anecdote, I will tell you, and as a listener who caught it, you know, on the fly, I was like, all I needed was that vignette, man, and I was like, I was there, I felt it, and I felt connected uh, with you in that experience. You know, one thing that really resonated with me, um, and these are the the way I I try to approach when, when people approach me, who have found themselves in a in a fix when you, when when you got on the phone with your boss and, and he was like, look, man, it's only money, you know, don't do anything stupid that I felt that at my core. Cause you know, we can, we can do, you know, things, stupid things when we feel like we're hopeless in that situation, man. And that was like a lifeline.
1: Yeah. 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 I remember those moments, um, that moment right there, was something that put things in perspective for me as far as from the standpoint of um, that this too will pass, you know, this specific situation. But then he had also, while we were talking, had mentioned that his he had had some issues, I guess, in his family, not gambling, but but drug related. And when he said that, and being able to relate to the situation, me, Crying on the phone and telling them, and he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, you will get through this. I've, I've I've seen these situations, and uh, Man.
0: It's,
1: it's only money. It's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Just bring yourself in, and uh, we we'll, we we go we go figure out what we need to do. You know."
0: yeah I mean there were consequences and yeah, it definitely always consequences you face those consequences but that moment that moment of compassion and grace was absolutely splendid it it uh, yeah. it was kind of a linchpin from my lens as a person who uh, has helped people uh get through mm-hmm. these turning points these down points in their life um I felt that so props yeah. props to your boss
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope I hope people when they hear it, they think also themselves. You know, because you we we're all placed in a position many times where we could be judgmental or we could be we could be tough. And sometimes people need tough love, and people need some toughness. But at the same time, um, I think it's definitely room for compassion and understanding and relatability. And that's the one thing that I wanted to in showing that in the story, let people know that even though when you're going through the roughest times. There are people who can relate to it. <laughs> okay. it, it, it may be in positions of power to get you in bad situations. You know, to, to handle your consequences, and uh, and if they relate to it, sometimes they'll understand a little bit better. And then it's and then it's the uh, it's those next steps for 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 me as well. You know, knowing that I had regret and I was from remorse for what I had done. You know, those, those things helped as well, I suppose. Yeah. But because they, they were honest, you know, they, it wasn't a, it was an honest, uh, you know, apology.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I felt it. It it has great value. And I'm glad that it's a document that continues to uh, catch new ears and eyes here a decade later. And Yeah, something
1: else they're still playing that way, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's the shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. well, on on no thanks, but yes, we introduce ourselves, so uh, we're into this. Tell us who you are.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm Shannon Kaysen. Um I'm a storyteller. I tell stories on stages, which you heard with uh, Snap Judgment, the insidious story. But I tell them on stages, on pages. I write, I write for different, um, uh, you know, articles and things like that. I also do a podcast called Homemade. So Shannon Kaysen's Homemade. I've been doing that over over ten years now. And um it's stories from my life. So some funny, some serious, some uh some imaginative, <laughs> but I think they all have feeling and heart and that's why I call it homemade. Homemade is feeling heart emotion and and genuine and genuine feel. So that's that's what I try to bring across in my in my podcast, homemade. Yeah.
0: Like homemade mac and cheese. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I've been listening to the podcast and, and I'm really digging it. It's got me rethinking, you know, some of my format too. You know, the whole um foundation of this particular uh podcast mine is that it's chill, chill conversations with splendid people. But what we have in common is, you know, we've had those moments in our life and, mm-hmm. and through a relationship with a substance or behavior. And um, I don't know. I really dug it. I just finished listening to my daily routine from January 11th. Man, that, <laughs> dude, the way you normalize—yeah, uh, I set goals. Sometimes I don't <laughs> achieve them. Sometimes, sometimes I lay in bed and watch, you know, Instagram reels. Uh, yeah, yeah. I get up. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, he sees me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the that's the honesty of it. I like some of those. Um... We see these reels and TikToks where they say, like, reality versus, or the yep. expectation versus reality. You know, you go on these trips, and you think uh, it's going to be just white sands, and then they show the reality of this white sands with, <laughs> with a thousand people and families and kids bumping their legs and stuff. You know, but it's it's the reality of it. So, you know, I push for uh, productive morning and productive yep. evenings, but at the same time, as many times when I do just sit down and look at my Instagram, or I push myself to get up and do something, you know, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the reality. Uh huh.
0: No, I dig it, and and once again, you know, for helpers in this space to um, normalizing that, you know, man, be be easy on yourself, you know, set goals yeah. for yourself, um, but also, you know. We're human, and uh, are you happy? You know, I I don't know. I just I, I felt it, man. I think you have a natural, a natural talent for uh, for radiating uh, empathic messages, you know, and folks uh, hopefully identify and find some relief with your stories.
1: I mean, a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I didn't identify a whole bunch with the "Don't bring guns to Thanksgiving." I oh, listened to
1: that
0: one too. I mean, it was hilarious. You never, you never
1: had any uh any family, no family issues, no dysfunction, no
0: uh. <laughs> oh, plenty, plenty, but but never a, a gun-toting Thanksgiving in Detroit. But that's, that's okay. Funny, I can but... I can see through that and find what we have in common. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for coming, and I invited you, um, because. Uh, you're, you're splendid and um and and you had that relationship with gambling and and you don't gamble anymore do you consider yourself to be in recovery from a chaotic relationship with gambling
1: I don't, Donald to be real I don't I don't I don't consider like recovery situation mm-hmm. now I had it's like this and I, I think I do need a systematic something systematic in my life at some point like I need to create some systems to to keep me from going in that direction when I started gambling I was young I was a kid you know I was just playing pitching quarters but I enjoyed it like we would have fun it was like fun and then when I get to college we would play but it was like a feeling of of uh, you would lose your money just with friends shooting dice. And it was fun. It was just like guys hanging out and having fun. And I saw that progress in college. Like other friends would be spent thousands of dollars. Or all, and I remember I lost all my money. Like I worked during summer vacation, lost all my money. and just, I think I was in many ways that the the, the the whatever the chemicals and, and emotions and stuff. I think the emotion of losing was just as big as the emotion of winning, probably more. You know, mm. like I would just, I was either chasing a big win or chasing the feeling of of the loss. And I remember even watching this Lions game, this past Lions game, they went for <laughs> the fourth downs, and I was like, just take the point because I was like. It's going to feel real good if we get the catch, but it's going to feel real bad if we miss the catch. And I know, like, in gambling mind, both of those kind of, like, are the same. Like, if we get that fourth down catch, oh, it feels so wonderful. If we miss it and then they score, oh, that feels so terrible. Mm -hmm. And, like, both those emotions I think is what I'm addicted to, you know, like the addiction of – feeling down or the addiction of feeling really high for that second, you sure. know? So now I know, like I have things in my life that I'm not really thinking about gambling. Like I'm not really, that's not the the top priority for me, but as things slow down, I don't want that to become a, a new pastime, you know, like me uh-huh. to think, of, Oh, I remember that pastime. I have fun doing that. I can do it now because I have more to do it and I don't wanna fall into that realm. So I, I do think I do need some systems to keep me from it. So recovery, I wouldn't say so. I would say, I am uh, um, I know I have addictions, but I'm just not doing them right now. <laughs> I'm just not currently uh, involved. And, I, I, and with the understanding as well, I see the thing, but I know understanding is fickle because you can understand the thing and still do do the wrong thing, like I watch the fan stuff, I watch all these commercials on t v and I'll laugh about it because I'll say, "Man, they try to make it sound so fun and exciting and mm-hmm. and it's another side to it, but I know like having the understanding and really having a system is two different things, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, you you, you represent the, the vast majority of people who a, overcame a problematic relationship with something, whether a substance or a behavior. Um, they didn't have a treatment event. They didn't attend a mutual aid meeting society regularly. They just, um, it's called spontaneous recovery or natural recovery um, through a process of, of of awareness insight sometimes some uh uncomfortable experiences connection with helpful people the finding of new connections and new purpose i mean that's that's the system the system's in place you have you have community you have autonomy you have purpose and you recognize that at one point in your life over a decade ago, your relationship with gambling literally threatened that. I mean, freedom would have been out, out the window if Detroit hadn't been so busy. <laughs> yeah, it's no, yeah, true, true. Yeah,
1: Part yeah. of the story. <laughs> yeah,
0: Part of that story. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I got to watch it again.
1: Well, that's, no, awesome. I, I, um, I, I want to mention one thing though. I said I didn't have a system. I went to a, it was a retreat and it was a person who listens to my podcast um, who had just gifted it to me. They, they listened to my show and say, Hey Shannon, I um, I run this retreat. It's in California, Napa Valley area. If you'd like to come, we'll just sponsor you and you can come and, and, and enjoy it. And it was seven days. And it was called the Hoffman process, and I was skeptical at first. I was looking, I was like, okay, what is they sending me to some kind of strange <laughs> ritual type of thing? But I'm a curious, I'm a storyteller, so I'm curious. If anything, it would be a great story. You know, you're not gonna make me do. I'm a 6'3", 250 hundred fifty pound dude. You're not gonna make me do anything that I don't want to do. Yeah. So it's just like, ah, we'll see what's gonna happen. You know, and I'm just gonna go and have this experience. So a cult's, I went,
0: a cult's not gonna throw you in a trunk, right? It's
1: you know? not. They're, they may, but they're gonna have some. <laughs> they don't want to choose. You know, you you choose easy targets. You know, so I I, I went and um and. It was something would take us back to our childhood and take us back to some events in our life that that had, you know, uh, shaped us into the patterns that we have now. And we did a lot of meditation. We did do some ritualistic things, which were like more meditative and, and visual visualization things. But their whole philosophy was like changing some of the pathways, the neural pathways on on how we think and how we the patterns that we have in our life. And I, I continue that process where I do the meditation and I and I and I um actively um when I see certain patterns, I will like meditate or or, or do do uh programs to kinda mm change those patterns or to see different patterns, see myself differently than doing those patterns that I had previously done all my life. So, so I did, I do use some, when I say I don't have a system, like I'm just going like laissez-faire through life. I do do meditative visualization, visualization things, but but it's in, in regards to the Hoffman process, which is a pretty popular process. A lot of people don't know about it, but, um, but it is pretty, pretty well known in some circles.
0: Yeah, I'm checking it out now. HoffmanInstitute.org. It uh, it looks pretty groovy. Yeah, yeah. maybe they'll hear my podcast. And... <laughs> yeah, maybe they may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I did a retreat recently in Asheville, North Carolina, with an organization called Seek Healing. It was actually a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it, it it had a it was a transformative experience as well. I think we can never stop learning, never stop changing, never stop becoming more aware. Of the mind body spirit what have you and um, yeah mine's all about you know doing my best to thrive on this blue marble while i got feet on it you know for sure Mm. have fun okay cool well did you want to talk any more about um what you're doing now or or any upcoming projects or remind folks about uh yeah, what, what I've been doing, I've been working in podcasting
1: and storytelling. So what I do uh, mostly is I, I create podcasts for a few nonprofits, a few larger nonprofits in um, in Michigan, and also I do storytelling. So I work and do storytelling uh, uh, workshops. I, I teach storytelling personally amongst people, you know, with the system, four four part system to get people to tell their stories. Honest stories, you know, my whole thing is like brutally honest stories. And and that's what you kind of heard even with the insidious stories, where I'll I'll look to challenge myself in my storytelling, where it's not where I'm just gonna just toss everything out, you know, it's it's within the right time, and, but it's very intentional, it's very, very based on uh meaning. Like for me telling the story of insidious and when I took money and took it to gambling. I knew others had been going through certain situations. So I knew that would speak. Maybe some audience would be, oh, wow, he did that. But a lot of audience would understand. And if it was gambling, if it was drugs, if it was sex, if it was whatever the vice could possibly be, you know, food or whatever, you know, you may understand from the story. And if you really listen, I think most people will understand. You get what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: I get what you're saying. Most people <laughs> will understand. Because I what we have in common in the human experience is the pursuit of pleasure, relief, connection, and escape. And, and I try to teach that to folks as much as I can. Uh, particularly people with no experience of having uh, a problematic relationships with the substance or behavior. But they're working with people who do and may see... Uh, their patients, clients, participants as, as so very different, so alien. I'm like, come on now. You yeah. know, yeah, come you on, know. you know. Yeah. Let's talk about last night after the, uh, that Friday, a long week, and let's talk about that macaroni and cheese and Netflix and yeah. how that made you feel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe then you rubbed one out. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? No
1: doubt. No doubt. I, think, yeah. I think when we break that boundary of, of you know, I'm scared to say it, and just say what the thing is. You, know, it, it 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 breaks something, and now you're able to be more honest, to be able to say I rubbed one out, or to be able to say I did this, you know, or whatever it is, you know. And if you do that, it may be take some time, but then you can be more honest with yourself as well, because I think a lot of times we, even in this conversation, like when you asked me to come on, I was like, I'm not gonna bullshit, Donald. Just yeah. saying, oh, I've gone through so many. I had to remember. Oh yeah, I am using the Hoffman process. <laughs> I had to remember that I'm doing that because I'm doing it for so many other reasons than just for gambling addiction. <laughs> it's more for full life fulfillment and full life enjoyment and and, and, mm-hmm. and, and doing the things that I want to do. And I think that that's why I don't. I didn't even remember that I, I am using that in a sense. Yeah. For uh, to keep me on the straight and narrow, farther than gambling. Straight and narrow probably isn't the right word, but to keep me from out of that, out of that pattern of going to spend all my money and waste all my money at a casino, Yeah. yeah.
0: And and other people's money. <laughs> <laughs> other people, yeah, that, that's a big part of the story. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, now about, you took yeah. me there, so man, if you if you teaching storytelling. I'm telling folks to sign up because you are, are a splendid storyteller, I and at, at the core of it, you talk about this concept of of uh, breaking through with some raw and vulnerable honesty, and maybe that you know is a moment to to help one communicate better throughout. I love it. Yeah, for sure. No yeah, doubt okay, okay. <laughs> i was just hearing some
1: scratches at my door i'm like what is probably just a cleaner somebody but uh but yeah shannon is where uh most you can find pretty much everything but also my podcast is uh shannon casen's homemade and um and that but but, but shannon com. you'll see everything there
0: yeah all right all right. Well, you already talked a lot about what you do um, for fun, man. Not a lot, but you talked about some of that self-care stuff, you know, but is, is there anything else uh, beyond the, you know, meditation and and, and such and your creative outlet, um, what you do good for you?
1: Now, one of the things you had said early on, and I think it was before we started recording, like an integrated life and how you integrated so many things into your life, your hobbies and your work, and also, the things you're doing in your, 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 spare time. Same with me, like storytelling is a big part of my life. I do, I work with the podcast and, and helping nonprofits create podcasts and tell better stories. And, and that's, that's a pretty, you know, being able to do that for as far as business wise, but also doing my own storytelling, I have fun with it. So I enjoy doing that, but also got back into the gym a lot more. So I've been working out and, and just, just, that kind of living as well. I moved back to Chicago. I recently, in the past two years, got a divorce. So the whole dating life and those kind of things, even though that's kind of slowed down, and I've created the, uh, you know, but I had my my fun and crazy times and that, you know. But now I'm kind of just slowing down, and that's slowing down. But just just getting into the groove of my life. But the working out, storytelling, living to tell better stories is uh, is what I is what I'm into.
0: Uh, yeah i heard you say something on one podcast uh maybe you were a guest on another podcast i don't know i've been listening a lot uh talked about that gray hair and muscles yes yeah, the yeah. they don't yeah. know what to do yeah 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 <laughs> and it got does. me thinking i mean i'm i'm uh married my beloved wife we're celebrating <laughs> 30 years of of uh wedded bliss this that's year
1: congratulations yeah but you still you still you that's still right. I, see, I know you still turn some heads you ain't fooling me i see you in that sweater with the great, with the great beard you still turn some heads
0: well it's got me wondering the, the, the
1: wife knows that as well she she that's what she she, she like that she like yeah, he still gets some attention i see him well, for her
0: for her thing about uh adding adding the muscles to the gray that that uh, I've allowed to come. That's oh, you coming. gotta,
1: yeah, gotta hit that gym. You gotta hit oh. the weights.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this has been splendid. We always, um we end with a, a final thought, you know? I don't know if you want to gather your thoughts, but uh, time to drop the mic. Final thoughts. Final, final thoughts.
1: Thought. Final thoughts is um is live. Live. Uh, know that your story means something. The things that you're going through means something. You may be going through tough times, rough times, all of it I look at as as raw materials for better storytelling. I look at all these things. I'll be going through rough times and oh man, this is so bad. and I know I'll get through it. And when I be when I'm able to tell that story with all those feelings, all those emotions, somebody's gonna relate because you're not alone i'm not alone so you're not alone either
0: mm. live that's probably gonna be the title of this episode <laughs> <laughs> it was like is it live or live
1: ah that's funny <laughs> <Shut up.
0: laughs> well it's been a treat i hope we stay connected i'm looking forward to maybe seeing how we can do something together who knows
1: most definitely. I, I appreciate I appreciate you finding my uh storytelling and, and reaching out to, to join you on on your podcast. I'll, I'll definitely be letting people know about it as well. This is you are a very comfortable uh this is a very comfortable space. I feel it. It's very calm, chill. It is I feel I feel like I should have some tea after this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will join you, sir. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Thank you so much, Don. Thanks for listening to another amazing episode. No Thanks But Yes is non-monetized and unaffiliated, available everywhere you stream excellent podcasts. Remember to subscribe today and tell all your friends about it.